Hello, everyone, and welcome. We are back. Believe it or not, we are giving this a, a second go-round. Um, this is the Four Corner Sports Podcast. For those of you who listened the first time, thank you. For those of you who are just listening for, you know, if this is your first time listening, we appreciate it. Um, first things first, we want to welcome a sponsor on board. To let That's you guys right. know, we are two amateurs. Just for fun, doing this, two friends. We're always looking to get paid out of this. I mean, let's let's be honest. <laughs> that if is true. Wants to throw us some money, we will. So, this episode of the Four Corner Sports Podcast is brought to you by Matt Brock, Realtor with Keller Williams Realty Services. If you're looking to buy, sell, or invest in real estate, then Matt is the perfect agent for you. Visit his page on Facebook or give him a call at eight five nine four four five eight three three one for all of your real estate needs. So big thanks to Matt jumping on board, being our first sponsor. Uh, like I said, always looking for more. If people want to hop on, pay us, we'll gladly take the money. Every time, man. Every time. <laughs> <laughs> so we, we've got a lot to cover. It's been a pretty busy week. Um, you know, last week, we it's, it's probably taken us about that, that amount of time to recover from the bachelor party uh, last <laughs> week in Nashville. So. Good old Nashville. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I, I kept saying last last week, Nashville is undefeated. It's never lost. Um, always seems to get the best of you. So, you know, yeah. you know it's you know it's going to be a good week. And when the first thing that happens to you when you walk into the place you're staying <laughs> is you get iced. And for those of you who don't know what that means, it means your so-called friends have smearing off ice ready for you that you have to get down on one knee and chug. And Gary and I were you know seem to be the beneficiaries of of that that was our warm welcome to nashville last weekend that was just the start of everything (laughs) right (laughs) um and again for those of you listening for the first time we're coming back um you know my name is blake clary the other voice you hear on the end of this is the is is my co-host gary pence uh you can follow us on twitter which gary finally follows me we fixed the problem from last week uh you can follow me on twitter at blake clary or gary's at Gary Pence 13, correct? That is correct. I had some technical difficulties, but yes, I now no longer have you blocked. I don't know why it happened, but it must have made me mad one day. I don't know. But yes, you are no longer blocked. Yeah, I'm sure I was tweeting some nonsense that probably deserve, <laughs> that I deserve to get blocked. So it probably yeah. was a jinx of some sort. But uh, this, this episode, really what we're going to do is Break down the NCAA tournament and what an NCAA oh, tournament it's been. Um, you know, first, it's it's pretty much had everything that an NCAA tournament that you want an NCAA tournament to have. I mean, you've had your upsets, your buzzer beaters, your close games, and then you get this crazy thing where a 16 finally beats a one. And they're trying to do it again right now. They're only down five with four minutes to go which we'll talk about here in a little bit, which could be Kentucky's next opponent uh, come, you know, come next Thursday. But first we'll start off just talking a little Kentucky, a uh, little Kentucky hoops. <laughs> starts off, excuse me, starts off last week, last Thursday night, in the game that's going to be known as the game the three-point streak ended. Uh, oh. UK had a 30-year three-point streak in which they had made a three in every single game for 30 years. But – None of that matters. They seem to get a win. It's one of those games where you kind of just survive in advance. As I said, I, I liked what Gabriel said after the game. He said, you know what, I'd rather the three-point 
three-point streak in rather than our season end. That was exactly right. Yeah, you go um, – you look at it, Kentucky beats Davidson in the first round, which I still call that the first round. I don't care what the NCAA uh-huh. tries to sell us. The first four games, that's not the first round. They can try to market all that, you know, that all they want. But in the first round, they defeat Davidson 78-73. Behind Knox is 25 points. Really, it's one of those games where Kentucky's in control – mostly in the second half, and it just was one of those things where kind of gave up easy shots, missed free throws, made the game a little closer than it was, but like we've talked about, it's when it comes March and it comes tourney time, it doesn't matter how you win. It doesn't matter how much you win by it, as long as you win. Exactly. I said, what, as they said in Fast and Furious, winning is winning, and that's all that matters, and that's UK still around while we see a lot of these other top teams not, not around anymore. And speaking of that, Kentucky, everybody was expecting that Kentucky-Arizona matchup in the second round, which Buffalo had uh, other news, and, and Buffalo goes and, and defeats Arizona in the first round, which not a lot of people saw coming. That, that said, I was thankful to see that going into the tournament, Arizona is actually the one team I said, I don't want to see Arizona. And then some we get matched up with them. So to see Buffalo win that game, I was pumped about it, and that was awesome. Yeah, luckily we still didn't have to see Arizona, so uh, exactly. to Buffalo, which Kentucky last night goes and defeats Buffalo, actually pretty sound, you know, uh-huh. in the grand scheme of things, with a 95-75 win led by Shea Gilgis Alexander, who just feel like every game you're just saying how he's their he's their most complete player when when you're in need, you can always count on him to get to that basket. Oh, no doubt about that. He's Ever since he's taken over the starting point goal role while Green went out with a back injury, he's just taken over this team and been unbelievable. The big story I thought was Hami Diallo. He was, I don't know what happened to him. I think he finally played to his potential that we've heard so much about. He was unbelievable. Yeah, you have to, you have to really kind of feel for that kid. You know, he's he, uh-huh. um, been kind of the, the brunt of a lot of UK kind of not – the, not the fan hate, but you just – you. He was he's a disappointment. You you know, he's supposed to he was kind of this almost like a f- folklore kind of guy. You've you've heard so many good things about him. He almost goes in the draft last year without even playing a game and and you have to feel good for a kid like that on that stage to have a big night like he did. 22 points, eight rebounds, which a lot of his rebounds, they were huge. Oh man, I said he was going up and getting that thing last night. It, he really showed that athleticism. And that putback slam he had, that was – I didn't think that – I didn't even know that was him when it happened because I'm not used to seeing him make plays like that. It was – wow. Yeah, he switches hands and, and goes up and gets it. and um, You know, it was one of those games you, you love to see because they really got firing on all cylinders. When Kentucky plays in transition the way they played last night, they're going to be tough to beat. No doubt about that. See, teams with those fast pace just makes them even better. That's and hopefully, and said based off how this bracket's playing now, we might see a little bit more of that. Yeah, we'll we'll talk about that. Um, oh. You know, here kind of now, Kentucky's. You know, you, you looked at the bracket at the South region that Kentucky was in, them being the five seed. You looked at it and said, "Man, this is this is the bracket of death." Basically, you're going with Virginia's the one seed, Cincinnati's the two seed, who's won thirty something games. You've got Tennessee's the three seed, who's beaten Kentucky twice, and then. Arizona's the four seed, and now none of them are left. <laughs> They're all gone. We're in our white jerseys the rest of this 
South Regional Tournament. Yeah, Kentucky awesome. now goes to Atlanta next week. Atlanta. Becoming the favorite. They're, they're the favorite to win the region <laughs> and, and get to the Final Four. And a couple of weeks ago, we would have been like, yeah, you're cr- people are crazy for thinking that. And my kind of my little input to people, you know, I just I read on Twitter and saw everywhere people's Facebook and and talking about their brackets were busted because they had Virginia and Arizona, Arizona going far. One, I I don't really want to hear about everybody's brackets. That's just me. Your brackets, your bracket. I don't need to hear about it. Two, if you hitched your wagon to Sean Miller getting to a Final Four or Virginia, who plays basketball like it's the 1950s getting to the Final Four, that's a you problem. Nobody else needs to hear about that. That's your own fault for picking one of those two teams to make it to the Final Four. Every, every single year, you can count on those two things. Virginia and Arizona are falling short. Now, I didn't expect them to lose to a 16 seed, but I had them out in the Sweet 16. Didn't expect them to go far at all. Just until they prove otherwise, you can't count on either one of those teams or coaches to get them there. No, and, and you know Virginia. I you know they they're known for their defense. They're known for that. But when you play the style of basketball that they play, if you get down by fifth, ten, twelve points, the way they play and the, the tempo that they play, that's almost like a twenty point deficit, and that's it's impossible to overcome. And it's hard for a team who's built from playing with the lead and playing in close games when you get behind to all of a sudden change who you are and, and try to play fast. And, and that just benefited University of Maryland, Baltimore County, which I now understand what the UMBC stands for. Cause I'll be honest, I had no idea. I just been saying that 16 C that beat Virginia. I have no idea who they were still. The rich, I'm, the I'm still not even sure. <laughs> I, the one thing I do know is that their Twitter account was the star and they won the night and the weekend. Um, it was great to kind of read all of their responses and tweeting everybody, but it looks like the Cinderella dream is going to come to an end as Kansas State now has a seven-point lead with 26 seconds to go. So kind of looking ahead, Kentucky's next opponent will be Kansas State, the nine seed. So if you look at kind of the the stretch that Kentucky's gone through in this region, the highest seed that they could possibly have to play is a seven seed. They're going to face a 12, a 13, a 9, and then either a 7 or 11. That's ridiculous. That's, as I said, usually since I've been alive, I've never seen a bracket open up as much as it has for UK this year. Usually every time we truly do have to go with like the toughest opponents. Man, this, I, I love it right now seeing that. I can't believe it, but I absolutely love it right now. Yeah, and uh, I can just now start to hear the UK haters kind of talk about Oh well, this is you know typical UK. It's easy. It's it's been easy for them. Which, like you said, it's never been easy for them. They've always yep. had to go through the higher seeds. They've always had to kind of fight their way and and, and scratch and claw um, to, to even get to an elite eight. So they're in the Sweet Sixteen. Um, you know, it's kind of, I guess you can say we're spoiled. Um, it's just one of those things where like, oh, another Sweet Sixteen, but it's a great accomplishment. And they're in that, that stretch run where Kentucky had lost four games in a row. You didn't know if a Sweet 16, it, did, it felt like kind of a far-fetched dream for this team. 
honestly, at the end of the day, that's where it just comes down to. I think Coach Cal Perry should have earned all of our trust by now. Because one of those things, since he's been this coach of here, he basically guaranteed almost that he will have his teams playing their best in March, no matter how bad they might look at times during the year. He's, he's right. They are freshmen, but he usually gets those freshmen playing better than freshmen by the time they get to tournament time. Toughest outs come tournament time. Yeah, and, and now you kind of look at this team and, and you see – you see some guys step up like Sasha Kaleo Jones that, that, you know, he didn't have a huge game against Buffalo, but he's making an impact. Now he goes from not even seeing the floor to now getting 11 minutes a game and being kind of, you know, a force out there almost. Oh, he's been great. That's a, everybody who's stepped up has been amazing. Jones, even yesterday when Knox got in foul trouble, other players, Diallo stepped up. Guys, are, this is what makes great teams is people stepping up for other players, and that's what this team is starting to do. It's been fun to watch. And Quade Green, I apologize. Um, I am going to try to officially lift the curse right now. Quade Green has been awful these this past week and a half. It's nobody's fault but my own. We said it, and I'm sorry, Quade. It's time for you to step it up. If, if this team is going to – make that final four national championship run, they're going to need quad a green to play better than he has the past week and a half and, and plain and simple. Oh, no doubt about that. We need his shooting. He's somebody who could step up and make shots when he's in that game, play good defense. And we need, when he has that chance to shoot, we need him to make those shots. And it's going to be huge to have him just coming the weekend. And, and Kansas state uh, now officially has one uh, beaten UMBC 50 to 43. So they do move on to next week. So it's official now. Kentucky faces Kansas State uh, Thursday night in Catlanta, uh, which uh, Kansas State is no slouch. Bruce Weber led team who, you know, they're coming out of the Big 12. So, you know, they face some people. So it's not one of those things where Kentucky fans can all of a sudden say, hey, oh, everything's happened to happen perfect for us. It's time for, and the team especially can't look at it as, well, you know, we're not playing Virginia now. We're playing Kansas State. So, they're just going to let us win. They're going to give us the easy path to the Final Four, which it's not going to be like that at all. So, you know, next Thursday could be a challenge. As, as I said, this time of year, as we've seen throughout this tournament, anything can happen. So, I'm assuming our young players are also seeing this, that every game you have to show up. Otherwise, your season's over. So, even though it's, we're not playing like number one Virginia or whatever, we're playing a nine seed. I think after seeing everything that's happened, they'll come out ready. Now, the big question is, as me and you talked about many different times, is UK's new logo. We're going to get this team that has, has basically the same logo as us now. The Wildcats and the same new UK logo, which I don't like, but I know you seem to be a fan of. Yeah, I'm one of those people in the minority who I actually like the new logo. Um, you know, for those of you who aren't aware, you know, Kentucky a couple years ago added a secondary logo, which is a Wildcat. Some people say it looks like a stapler remover turned sideways. Some people say it looks like <laughs> two birds. It's Kansas State's logo facing the opposite way. I'm a huge fan of it. I wish they put it on more things. Um, oh. But, you know, if, if it's the battle of the logos, hopefully, <laughs> you know, Kentucky can come out on top and then we can kind of claim that, that logo as our own. Oh, I just – I'm done with that one already, that logo. Just stick to the traditional UK. We don't need a secondary logo. 
Well, I, I'd much rather see this secondary logo than the checkerboard. The checkerboard to me is Tennessee. We use the oh, yeah. checkerboard too much. I don't like the checkerboard either. I'm with you on that. But I, I'm I'm one of the few who's a fan of the the new logo, the secondary logo. I I'm still looking for a shirt with it. I'm trying to find one. So um, just make sure you don't get it before this weekend. People might get confused. <laughs> true. Well, one's purple, one's blue. That's I know kind of similar shades, but um, so the, the Wildcats will definitely come out on top next next Thursday <laughs> night. Which that's my corny dad joke for the day. I'm. A- I'm assuming it's going to be a, a late Thursday game now that the two seeds out in this region. You would think will be the late game Thursday in this region. Yeah, so in the south region now you have Kansas State, the, the nine seed going up against Kentucky, the five seed. Then the bottom half of the bracket. First we'll talk about Loyola Chicago, who is led by the 98-year-old woman sister nun from the wheelchair, which I'm not going to make fun of too much because – yeah, she's a she's a sister and all. She's got some other powers on her side. So, yep. But they've been they've been impressive defeating Miami and Tennessee. And yeah, they've done it on some some late game heroics. But I mean that a lot of people kind of said that they were a sleeper for them uh, going into this season or this tournament. I didn't know a whole lot about them. I'll be honest with you, I don't know anything about them. Besides, for they look like they're straight out of Harry Potter land with their colors and their their um, little. Uh, scarfs um, but they now <laughs> go on to, to play what looked like was going to be Cincinnati um, but in typical Cincinnati sports yes. fashion in postseason um, Nevada the seven seed defeats Cincinnati after Cincinnati had a 22 point lead at one time we kind of 10 minutes to go 10 minutes ten, that was and <laughs> I'm gonna go on my rant now um to me, that that game and the blame, I'm not one to blame coaches or blame. That game falls solely on Mick Cronin's shoulders, that loss right there. Because what happened was he got, he, he got in his team's head and took their aggressiveness away. What was the difference for them and what helped them build that 22-point lead was the fact that they were able to be aggressive. They were going out and attacking, attacking. And uh, Nevada couldn't stop him. Nevada had no answer for him. Then he's yelling at his guys to slow the ball down, yelling at them when they take bad shots or what he deems as a bad shot. And then they played that last 10 minutes to lose and not to win. They, they played not to lose the game instead of winning the game. And that made all the difference. And that opened the door for Nevada. And now, uh, I mean, it, <laughs> if it just adds another heartbreaking loss if you're a Cincinnati sports fan. As I said, I can't disagree, but I, I, I do think it goes bigger than just Mick Cronin. And you kind of hit it at the very end. It's the Cincinnati sports curse. It doesn't matter. When Cincinnati thinks they have a team in any sports, the Reds, the Bengals, when we think we have a team that could make a run, we find the most heartbreaking way to lose that game the postseason. From the Reds, up two games a month against San Francisco, coming back home, you even tweet it, no way – Reds could lose three games at home. No, that's not what I said. My tweet read, the Reds hadn't lost three straight games at home all year. Once again, folks, that is another part of the jinx. Because <laughs> the Reds end up losing three straight at home. They get knocked out. My bad. The Bengals playoff game against Pittsburgh Steelers. We all know what happened there. And now this game. As I said, usually I feel for the Cincinnati UC fans because I know what it's like from the Bengals and Reds fans. 
That's why I'm so happy that at least in, in this sport, I'm not a Cincinnati sports fan, college basketball. I'm a UK fan, so at least luckily, I'm not going through what they're feeling tonight. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we've we've been on the other end of that. We know kind of how they feel. Um, but it's one of I was I was actually looking. Part of me was looking forward to the possibility of seeing Kentucky and Cincinnati match up in an elite eight, uh, elite eight game. You know, Nevada had other plans, and again, it's one of those things where you can't take your foot off the gas too early. And I, I just kind of watching Cincinnati that that like you said that ten minute stretch. You you have a lead like that in ten with ten minutes left to go. There's no reason that you shouldn't win that game. I was literally about to turn the channel to a different game. So there was 22 points of 10 minutes ago. UC's dominating. So I'm going to watch another minute. I'm going to turn the channel. And then all of a sudden, Nevada made a couple of shots. Then they made a couple more. UC just kept doing nothing. And then next thing you know, we had a self-ball game. And just, wow, I can't <laughs> – I still can't believe it. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's heartbreaking for sure. Um, but, again, as a Kentucky fan, it, it kind of – Opens the door and it, it makes it makes the path a little easier. Now you still have to win the game. Like nothing like you said, there's no this tournament is not played on paper. Games aren't won on paper. To be cliche is is all get out. But you've got to go out and be able to beat teams. And now Kentucky isn't going to have to beat the better of the teams that were in their their region. Um, but if you're a Cincinnati fan, you're you're just I'm sure you're just beating your head against the wall tonight wondering what went wrong. It, it's the Cincinnati sports curse. That's really all there is to say about it. I don't know how it's going to get broken, but the curse is real. The curse is real. Yeah, it's Bo Jackson's fault. Yep. <laughs> it is. It probably all goes back to the Bo. Yeah, ever since we broke Bo's, Bo's hip or whatever it was, his leg or I don't know, something like that. Well, at least we got UK during college basketball. Oh, knock on wood. Um, so this, it's a big day for upsets all of, all around. Actually, like I said, the, this whole tournament had been full of upsets today. You get North Carolina, the a two oh. seed, they lose. Uh, Michigan, yeah, yeah, they didn't just lose; they got dominated by a Texas A and M team. Who really throughout this this year? I mean, Texas A and M to be a seven seed at one time. Texas te- Texas A and M was ranked in the top ten. So oh, yeah. they're no slouch. Kentucky, as Kentucky, they played them, you know, how many weeks ago and got trounced by them. Um, so North Carolina just picked a bad night to have a – or the wrong night to have a bad shooting night and a 21-point loss. Uh, Texas A&M moves on in the West region uh, and another 2 seed gone. I just, this tournament, it's been one of the best tournaments I've seen in a while. I can I enjoy it even more when UK's went in and still in it. So I can really sit back and enjoy what we're seeing. This has been unbelievable. Close games, the buzzer beaters, the upsets, 16 teams, seeds being one seeds. This has been awesome. Yeah, I I never thought I would see the day a 16 seed beat a one seed um, just because the gap was, was too big. Now, um, also, Syracuse, the 11 seed, beating a lot of people's pick in Michigan State to go to the final or final four. Uh, Michigan State, the three seed, lo- loses to Jim Beheim in his dreaded, awful 2-3 zone that no one wants to watch um, to, to get out of the Midwest region. So, again, you've got Michigan State, who a lot of people pick to go to the Final Four, UNC um, and Virginia, all three of those. So, it, But 
it honestly, it kind of makes sense for the way this college basketball has, season has gone. Because if you look throughout the course of the, the year, there wasn't that real one dominant team. And any given night, it was almost like somebody else's turn to lose. So in a, in a year where there's no real dominant team and everybody was kind of beating each other throughout the season, it makes sense for the quote-unquote parody to really show up in this tournament. And I think that's kind of what's what's kind of been what we're seeing here in this NCAA tournament. Oh, no doubt about it. Parody is definitely the word this year, college basketball. We have teams losing seven, eight games is one, two seeds this year. I don't think that's usually see that happening. Now in tournament, we see those teams, teams losing. There's no team that completely just dominant out there this year. It's been amazing. Take Take Virginia, for example. They were supposed to be the best defensive team in the country. They give up 70 points still. I don't. I still can't even say their name. <laughs> UMBC. Then UMBC only scores 41 points tonight after scoring 70 against the supposed best defense in the country. Just, it's unbelievable. The parity we see from every game. You just have to be ready to play. Which yeah. looks like Xavier is right now. Is they're starting to pull away a little bit. Yeah, Xavier's one of the one seeds who are left. So, out of this... <laughs> You kind of have to look now, and we'll we'll shift focus to to what lies ahead. We've kind of talked about what's going on in the tournament to this point. We'll we'll kind of switch back to Kentucky because that's what we really know. Realistically, now that it is open, yeah, everybody's saying this team should make the Final Four, but in in the grand scheme of things, what needs to be the key for them? Who do you kind of see either one person being the key or what what's going to be their team kind of key in order for this team to get to a final four and maybe even win a national championship, which doesn't sound too unrealistic anymore. I just, I, what I like, and I think the biggest thing I've seen is their confidence they've played with. And attack, they've been very aggressive, very attacking on both sides of the floor. Even if they're making mistakes, they're not putting their heads down. Just that confidence they've been playing with as of late since from basically ever since the four game losing streak. They got kind of that little swagger about them lately from Alexander after making a three, the crowd going to walk for the team, and he quiet, put, quiets them down. I, I love seeing that with them right now. I think they just need to continue that confidence that they have and it takes not just one player, all of them. If one guy has an off night, okay, big deal. Somebody else is going to step up. Just It's going to take that team effort they've been doing. I don't really have one player. I think they just need to keep doing what they're doing when it comes to the whole team. Somebody stepping up every night and picking up each other. Having each other's backs. And defensively, to me, has kind of been the key in this the in, in this like win streak where they've won eight out of their last nine games or nine out of their last ten, whatever it is now. Defensively, buying into what you're supposed to do defensively and protecting the rim. They're they're doing a much better job of blocking shots. Yes. And and when Cal Cal's teams make their runs, they're they're good defensively on the perimeter, and they usually have one or two people on the backside to clean up in case anybody gets past their guy on the outside. And and that's kind of been the difference. You've seen, like we've talked about, Kalea Jones. Nick Richards has played better. I mean, you're still not getting the big point production out of him. But he's played better. Can he play even better than he is? Of course. But him, P.J. Washington inside. And, again, we, we're talking about all the, the positive that, that's happened. They've done this in the past week and a half or two weeks, whatever it's been without Jared Vanderbilt again. And the question is now, with another four or five days to rest, 
I don't know if it's out of the out of the likelihood or realm of possibility. We can see him Thursday. I don't know for sure. I mean, if you can just add him, kind of spark off a bench, maybe play that, you know, eight, ten minutes a game, that could be a huge key for this team making this stretch run. Oh, I completely agree with that because having him, as we saw the other night, foul trouble could be an issue with this team because we don't have – so having him just gives us at least another body too in case we had that – days when we had that foul trouble like we had – Yesterday, because for a while there, we was getting pretty thin yesterday with foul trouble. So if we can add someone like him, as you said, even if it's just eight to ten minutes a game with his energy and come in and get some good rebounds, play some hard defense, that could be huge for this team. Just ha- just to add him back, even if it doesn't play many minutes, just to have him around in another body, that that could be a big difference for the rest of the year. Nice four games, hopefully. Yeah, and, and kind of to – if Kentucky somehow finds a way to, to get to the final four, win the national title game, this has to go down as coach Cal's best coaching job. I mean, when that four game losing streak was going on, everybody was piling on myself kind of included of what's going, you know, maybe these guys aren't that good. This team just isn't very good anymore. This team, you know, the one and done stuff, which, you know, again, we kind of look at it, <laughs> We're going to have a couple of one-and-dones this year that Cal and the rest of the, the country didn't think were one-and-done. Shea Gilgis-Alexander being the prime example. He gets guys like that who are supposed to be multi-year guys, and they have great runs or they have great seasons, and they get better as the year goes on. Now Gilgis-Alexander's probably looking like a lottery pick. Oh, no doubt about it. I I think when it's all said and done, he very well could be in the top ten by the time we're done with all this thing. Yeah, I'm starting to see now projections of where he could be the second point guard taken in the draft. And if you would have said that before the year, Cal would either have told you one or two things. He would have said, I don't know what you're, you know, you're a little off base or two. We had a really good year. <laughs> and and so far, it's kind of looking like the latter. Oh, yeah. I, I agree. As I said, we've seen this multiple times with him. People always say that Cal only gets one and done guys. But he gets guys that you don't think it'll be one and done. And then they end up being one and done because he gets them to do so well while they're here. Alexander is another example of that because I thought I think we all thought he would be definitely be at least be back, and then he's just now taking over, and it's it's been fun to watch. Yeah, so we'll kind of you know as this, as this goes on, look for more things out of us. Um, you know, this was you know like our second um, our second episode. Um, Thanks to everybody who listened to the first one, because that's really what kind of made us want to do the second one. We got some positive feedback last week. Walking, walking down Broadway. Big shout out to you know one of our fans. Um, <coughs> it was Julie Julie Mosley who comes in and says she listened to the first one, excited for the second one. Um, that's right. You know when all the positive feedback we've got from everybody. The negative feedback from people like Chris Lewis, I don't want to hear that. You can keep that at home. I'm all about myself and hearing the good things that I need to hear. Just pump me up. I need my ego kind of boosted a little bit. Um, but if you like what you hear, you can you can subscribe to us on this website. We Our podcast is also available on the iTunes podcast. So if you go to where podcasts are available on iTunes, you can rate it. You can subscribe. You can listen every week. We're going to have more. We're going to do this a lot more often. You know, there was a couple of days this week we tried, just didn't work out. 
So now we've kind of got this second one under our belt. Look for many more. You know, it's been it, this was a lot of fun. Um, you know, Gary, you got any kind of last last remarks or last topics you want to throw out there to discuss? Just as I said, this is March, and it's definitely been March Madness. We're watching this tournament. And speaking of madness, and I think we're going to get more on, to, on this in our next segment tomorrow, the next day. The Bengals, what they've done over the last last week has been very unbengal like. I really like it. We'll yeah. get more into that. Yeah, Bengals free agency and Bengals the Bengals offseason actually, you know, looking like something we come to expect from other teams not named the Cincinnati Bengals. We're gonna have a special podcast with all everything going on in the NCAA tournament. We kind of felt like this was uh <laughs> this this episode should just be a um uh NCAA tournament podcast only. So We'll have a different episode talking about the Bengals because I know I can get Gary going on that and he can talk for hours about that. That's so, right. Uh, again, big shout out to Matt, Matt Brock coming on board. You know, for all your realty needs, he's the one to call. You know, give him a call. His number again is 859 445 8331, our first vi- official sponsor. Anybody else? We're always looking for more. Like I said early, if you want to jump on board, get on the get on the ground floor of this. You can look back and say, hey, I got on board with the Four Corner Spot uh, Sports Podcast before it was big. That's our goal. That's our dream. Um, you know, probably won't happen, but hey, a boy can dream. Never know. Yeah. Never know. So uh, for Gary Pence, I'm Blake Clary. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in to this episode of the Four Corner Sports Podcast. Look for much more coming out of us. And uh, like, like I said, again, if you like what you hear, you can subscribe on iTunes or follow us on Anchor. Again, you can follow us along on Twitter. I'm at Blake Clary, at GaryPence13. Thanks, everybody, for listening, and uh, hopefully there's plenty more where that came from. That's right. Have a good night, everybody.